welcome one and all. And uh, I'm very excited that our friend is here today. You know, we're on a roll having friends are on. I you can't know. believe. I know. And this is Amanda. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Hello. Having me. <laughs> Thank you so much. And so our, I mean, Amanda is very important to me, especially, but our story, there's ups, there's downs, there's ins, there's outs. <laughs> but I think there's a through line of beautiful, like, uh, what is that called? Maternal, female love, you know, that nurturing shit that women do, you know, through it all, I think. Um, yeah. And I was going to ask immediately, because I'm sure you had a life before you met us. And I don't right. know anything about what that was. <laughs> where were y'all before y'all got to where we all met? Uh, so... Memory is an issue for me. Okay. Trauma brain. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Hello. We've heard of her. Have you heard of her? Um, so what's interesting is how listening, like watching your different, your episodes, especially the earlier, the first couple, how that did like help me recall my own story a little bit, because I'd forgotten that you all like ocean like the church existed before we even got there so yeah yeah oh that's right and like there wasn't even the building like when we we got there we were just sort of are we using names if you want I mean it's easier yeah but so he was you know the young life guy and he we were just sort of guests we were hanging at first because we lived in Aberdeen um that's where our second child was born. I mean, Whoa. I don't know how far back you want to go. Um, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So our eldest was born in Kansas City, but we weren't there very long because I, once I finished nursing school, we uh, moved, actually moved to Arizona for a minute, um, planted a church, and that didn't last very long. Um, you, There will begin to be a trend of certain pastors or leaders not apparently living up to yeah somebody's standards and um so we made a lot of moves and a lot of changes but um so but one of the through lines was always young life uh he was super involved in young life before i met him and my my Mm -hmm. ex-husband and so then when we finally made it back to the Grace Harbor area, Young Life was looking for a new area director. So at the time we just had um, our oldest, our son, who was like a year old, little. Wow. Yeah, very little. And so we were in the Aberdeen Hoquiam area. He was doing Young Life stuff. I was doing stay at home mom stuff um, and got pregnant when our oldest son or our oldest our son was two and it was about that time that well when did the very beautiful blonde couple who were volunteers the blonde family all the blondes okay (laughs) they uh they were like hey we're we don't want to do young life anymore in ocean shores will you come and do it so I guess there hadn't really been a Young Life chapter in Ocean Shore. I don't really yeah. know. Yeah. 
That seems right. Yeah. No, okay. Um, or actually, um, Mary, I believe your father-in-law was like, yeah. let's bring ocean, let's bring uh bring it to, to ocean church. So um a little so- revolutionary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's how we got introduced to ocean shores and you know that community that church community in particular was full of people who wanted to volunteer and reach out to the young people and some good folks that yeah good good folks so yeah I don't and then so yeah so then we we were there uh when the it was still meeting in the church like they were putting buckets out on rainy days and yeah um but it wasn't long that then they started doing the building campaign and we were I mean our primary experience yeah the big fans experience with the bestie sisters <laughs> yeah really in in earnest once we were in the big building and yeah that's so weird because I can't even place you guys in the church building I don't I didn't you yeah too young and you weren't in the youth group like you weren't old right I was definitely in middle school still because I remember not being cool enough to be in like the edgy like give me the hardcore bible Um, like we were still like hardcore soft core (laughs) Jesus you know yeah and I was very jealous (laughs) I was like okay Veggie tales, I guess. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, but I still, but that doesn't mean just because I don't remember again, that doesn't mean there wasn't, there weren't experiences being had (laughs) in that building, I'm sure. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that in general, I think like podcasts I've listened to and whatever, like the church planting thing that's so weird that's so wild like it's kind of is it not kind of like the silicon valley of like you know invest in a person who's promising something new or whatever you know like that's weird like how long were y'all doing that and what was your deal with that (laughs) first of all that's a fantastic comparison fantastic metaphor that's really really good (laughs) thank you good job let me write that down. No, uh, <laughs> <my memoirs. laughs> uh, um, well, I mean, that's why we moved to Portland. So yeah. we we're still doing it. Um, you know, we the reason that I, well, when I met my ex-husband, your former youth pastor, um, I was in nursing school and was planning on being a missionary. Hell and, yeah. And, um, and so was, and he was in a nursing school, but that was his plan. Like our, our plan was to just get out there and join all the proselytizers. And so um, that didn't happen because I got pregnant right yeah. away. Um, so the best thing is like domestic missionary right just go plant a church because clearly there aren't enough of them and <laughs> nobody's doing it the people right don't way. know where to go <laughs> yeah exactly um <laughs> I will say 
this about the Arizona experience. It was pretty, it was pretty icky. Like these people, like the, I, I feel like this actually was said, like the guy who was on board to, to lead music. I feel like I made some sort of comment about, well, we aren't like whoring ourselves for Jesus here. Like they were talking about having like a circus or something in the parking lot <laughs> or like a big carnival to try to get everybody to come to. And I'm like, well, we're going to like whore ourselves for Jesus. He's like, well, uh, yeah, I kind of um but like i said that didn't last long there was a uh you know a parting of ways between the pastor and the associate pastor and um so we didn't really church plant got i mean we just sort of entered a life as youth pastors but that feeling like nobody's doing it right uh, continued on throughout. Yeah. And so you see a little bit of that in the, um, uh, what was that called? The uh, something tree. What was the service that he started on Saturday nights? The It's not broom tree. Broom tree? No. Oh, that is. Oh, whoa. Oh. Whoa. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's right. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So that was a little bit of that same idea that, um, or not that it's not just not being done right, but we're not reaching the yeah. people who really not radical need to be reached. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to be church for the unchurched or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that same spirit you know, we're kind of, we're going to start entering some territory where it's not my story to tell, but um, there was that same spirit that continued on at the church, the same church, um, in such a way that, again, my ex-husband felt like wasn't the right way to do it, and so we then went to Mexico to be missionaries again, um, and that lasted so long until you know Sam you know whatever third verse it was the first but um when we left Mexico and there was also family stuff going on so we also left Mexico to go back to Missouri to help my mom who at the time was raising my sister's baby and um so we then ended up sort uh getting custody or, or taking on the this this third child and at that time then being asked to come back to ocean shores because there had been oh a church plant out of plants i didn't know you went back i didn't know that yeah we oh. yeah yeah but. um kind of i think with the you know i think the way it was sold to um him to my ex-husband was that well you, you guys can still come back and be mediators between this these two communities because oh. you were a part of you weren't here or yeah. there you were gone Ooh. that's a big <laughs> that's a big charter <laughs> yeah. uh, just like we like them um so <laughs> so yeah so then when we came you know it, again it was sort of the same idea it's like oh well we can help them do it the right way and yeah so it always I guess a plant never felt like even when we when we finally moved to Portland um to literally 
plant a church from nothing to like move into a community and just meet some people and then start gathering with them weekly. And um, that, I mean, that probably the first time we did that was just however many long, 10 years ago when we moved here, where it's like, there is no, yeah, we were it, we were it. And yeah, um, uh, a young person from that you guys know and love from a family that was part of the church did come with us and um, to help to leave worship. Um, another person from the community um, also you know, came and we're still in relationship with that person. I'm doing this because he literally lives in the apartment. Across the <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but like the other younger person who came to, to lead worship, like we just, as long as I was married, I feel like I was losing relationships. I mean, relationships yeah. were being challenged and people were being disappointed or, you know, um, and so and that feels a little bit like I would have just spent the rest of my life going and planting a new church or going and yeah. being a missionary somewhere else. And so, um, so I feel like I just recently got off that boat. I mean, just, just recently, Yeah. So, you know, how long did we do that? Like forever. I feel like that's what we were doing forever. Yeah. yeah. Just going to ramble and ramble and ramble. No. So sorry. That's what it's for. No. <laughs> Is the church in Portland still like a thing? Does it exist still? The church that we yeah in? no. Uh -uh. Yeah. When I um, it it was still meeting. There was there was still meeting, and there was a core group of us that were still meeting. Um, but when I began my deconstruction, um. Of course, Dennis, the, my, I, well, I mean, I have to say, something. Dennis mm -hmm. felt very, you know, unsupported. I mean, we just weren't, I yeah. just wasn't in it with him. And I was still there. I very, in fact, there was a ladies Bible study that I started that to this day is the only thing that actually still meets on a weekly basis, but we just get together and bitch and drink wine. Like it's not, yeah. it's like, <laughs> like it's not, but I'm like, who is the church now? Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, so no, it is not still a thing. He's still a Christian. Yeah. Um, and so believe we've me. seen. Have you? We I don't noticed. Know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm here. I yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean to like. I actually, you know, he and I are able to. I yeah. Have a respect for him again that I had lost and and um can really appreciate we were married for over 20 years I yeah. mean like we grew up together have amazing babies and all of that yeah yes but yeah some things are better from a distance so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so true <laughs> well so I was curious about that too like what came first is like the relationship thing but you were the deconstruction came first and then the I don't even know the marriage thing we don't have to do that but yeah. so you the deconstruction started first just in the timeline of it all and like how did that happen what happened uh, yeah what happened um 
God, that's an interesting question because it's like, I can go, well, I really started deconstructing way, way back here. And then I can also say, well, we really started separating way, way back here. So yeah, right. I am someone who um, always struggled with just flat out faith, just belief. Um, I, you know, really believe in and appreciate science and like evidence and stuff. Um, And so (laughs) that was difficult for me always, especially because I studied sciences as a young, or I was in, I was, was pre-med and then nursing and so yeah um, and but I also came from so the church I think as a whole big c church is really good at having an answer for every any and every question and yeah yeah ultimately like the one hell mary you know that they always give if they don't have the right answer is that well you know God's ways are bigger than our way, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, we, the, how can we expect to understand? Yeah. Yeah. Not too dumb. <laughs> yeah. You're not God. You're, yeah, thank God. You're not God. Um, <laughs> and I also, because of my experiences as a young, as a child, and because of the stuff that I'd been through, it was so easy to just go, well, I'm just broken. Like I just, yeah. I, of course I struggle with trust or belief or faith or any of these things of course I don't you know whatever there's always an answer and so I always had questions um I doubled down like as a parent I was and I would just pray every night God you've got to make yourself real to these kids you make everything I'm saying true and almost as if if I could yeah actually lived out in them then I would okay all right right this is good this is and you could be okay yeah yeah Yeah. Um, and in the similar, you know, since Dennis and I only knew each other for like a, basically a weekend before we got engaged. And so, um, got married, like I met him, I met him in January and then was like on my way to India for two months, um, in like that same June. And so he proposed before I left. And when I got back in September, we got married. Wow. And then we got pregnant. Yeah. I, I mean, immediately. So, yeah, um, of course. Yeah. And so we had issues from day one that we did not ever face and walk through. Um, prayed about it and, um, you know, fought, you know, for a long time we'd have fights, but then it just got to where it was like, why are we even fighting about this? Like, we're not going to do anything about it. Um, that was another good reason to like, move or have an issue with somebody else because mm. oh, I'd be on team against this yeah this yeah interesting mm-hmm. um and so I would say well so what happened in my deconstruction is, and and what what every the thing that brought everything to a head was it was um our son's senior year in high school and so I was anticipating a a year of lasts and a year of loss Mm. Um, and I it surprised me that I was so impacted by that it felt like such a loss like I remember starting the school year with him and it was going to be Halloween and I'm like is this going to be like our last Halloween you know like yeah and like our last Thanksgiving you know it's of course it's not but in my brain everything's going to be different from here on out 
that same fall. And if I, I am about to share two much bigger losses that I don't want to yeah. be okay. like triggering or I don't want to be insensitive about, but um, that same fall of one of my very, very best friends in Ocean Shores um, and a friend of the church um, died of alcohol. I mean, she drank mm-hmm. yeah. alcohol poisoning or whatever. And, um, and then I got <clears throat> the news that an, my aunt and uncle in Idaho um, had, I have a cousin who's schizophrenic and he had uh, also caused their deaths in a very, very um, wow. violent way. And so this all happened within a matter of Jesus months and that was when I was I was just done it was like every everything I had ever excused away or tried to pray away or was waiting on Jesus to salt to fix Mm -hmm. I was just done I was done and within that same because Aaron was getting ready to go away we were going through boxes and stuff and we were cleaning up getting making space and all this stuff and I come across this journal from like 16 years ago where I was writing the same shit praying the same prayers about my marriage um, about my own struggles and I'm like if no if I have to I don't care I whatever I'm waiting on to happen I'm done I'm done it's not good it's, it's too I long. Have whatever I can have now I am not waiting until I'm 80 years old to finally you know enjoy yeah. the fruits of my long yeah. struggle yeah. yeah yeah so to, to say what happened I don't know but but I was um listening to this podcast called the airing of grief which um is Derek Webb Derek Webb was one of the producers of um jamie lee finch who if you do not know who that is shout her out put a big cover put a big hair please have and have you read her book you are your own Mm -hmm. okay like she that that whole podcast it was like oh my god i'm not the only sincere and earnest believer yeah who is like going what the fuck like the fuck is going on like what's happening (laughs) and that was that was the beginning of just I mean once one pillar fell they were just coming down so yeah I mean that journal thing I mean like this is what I've always felt like a kinship with you Amanda about like just the journaling, the very sincere, you know, pouring my heart out, wringing myself out, trying to like, I had all the devotion, you know, I fucking knew that book. And to go through like old journals, like fucking heartbreaking, you know, putting myself through so much, you know, it was so much work. Like, that's the thing with deconstruction. It's like, it's not the casual people falling out. No, no. It's the real deal shit. You know, we were like all the way. Yeah. And it's not, you know, we're the ones leaving, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I was thinking today about like being so young 
and going to church at night, you know, and just like crying so much because it was always like, I looked forward to like, just beating the shit out of myself, you know, like, just like, I'm horrible. I'm terrible. I'm unworthy. You know, like that was just what we were, especially like later on, but like, that's what we repeated to ourselves like all the time. And that's crazy to me that I was so young and that was just like my headspace 24 seven is crazy. You got to get your weekly dose of that. And like the things that are like earnest prayer in Christianity of like, I'm so broken. Like you said, you know, I am dirt. I'm dust, you know, like I'm unpure, like fix me. Like if I heard my kids saying that, like, 5150 you know what I mean like that's not healthy that's not good if God wants it like that like I can't anymore you know right yeah no it is absolutely it's spiritual abuse in fact in fact I and you know and it's so clear to me now like I can see I still have some Christian friends in my circle and I had one post this picture of her son in a who is maybe maybe in middle school but he's like in, he's got tears running down his face and yeah. he's in worship. And I am, and she of course thinks it's the most beautiful thing. And I am, I get it. I understand. Yeah, like we were that. there. But to my perspective now is so clear. It's so clear that that is, it's trauma. That is, that, that was my, I mean, I guess technically my first codependent relationship was with my mother, but my relationship with Jesus fucking yeah. Christ was so toxic. Yes. Yeah. So toxic. And that I mean, and I am devastated that I I'm trying to appropriately recognize the part I obviously played, not in my own children's lives, but the lives of so many young people again in a really sincere and from a a sincere and heartfelt place but in but participating in that like it encouraging that um praising that applauding that growing that teaching you how to be that way what to say how to i i just and how can that be so clear now like i just right yeah um, i don't know i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) And you and I have talked, I mean, privately, and I really, I want you to say it because I think you want to say it, but after today, I don't want you to feel yes. <laughs> bad, you know, I, I see and I hear all this guilt, you know, mm-hmm. it was done to you and the loving thing to do is pass it down, you know, and it doesn't matter because we're out, you know, yeah. we're okay you know, and we're better for it. And, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that you're beating yourself up because especially like as a woman, as a wife, as a, you know, that's your job, right? I mean, that's the woman's job is to like, you know, Mm -hmm. this man knows what's up, (laughs) you know? Right. Yeah. And it like, that's, that's your profession like what other metric do you have except for like attendance and your discipleship of your young lasses and lads you know like I mean it was like a good number you know we were good 
notches in the belt. You and know? then we were recruiting like crazy. So well done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like a pyramid scheme. I was gonna say, not, talk about MLM. Uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know, but like I think about how, yes, that's true, and at the same time, and I appreciate that. And everybody, I mean, really, everybody has been. You don't want people just to go. That's all right. right. No, you know, yeah. like, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I appreciate everyone. All of the the people who have reached out to everyone's been super gracious and thank yourselves that you in the universe that that there was that that there was a bigger story and that other you know other things have happened and thank thankfully my children are oh not in that same place not in that place at all <laughs> your kids are so cool I have pretty did, cool kids. yeah did they go before you or like did you deconstruct first and here they come or they were never bought in like what what's up with the kids that's a good question um I don't think they ever I don't think they ever really bought in not the way you know not not so they certainly weren't raised the way that I was raised or the way that that my ex-husband was raised they so um they in fact, I don't know if you've heard this, one of my favorite stories to tell, I mean, even back in the day was we were driving home from some event, some youth event, um, and Aaron was in the back seat and <laughs> as a little guy. And I mean, um, but he was like, you know, dad, have you ever thought about, or it's like, if you really want to change the world, have you ever thought about starting with your own children? Like this little Ooh. kid. <laughs> Slam disease. Yeah. And so <laughs> while I think he didn't like have, you know, I mean, he also has a good relationship with his dad, but yeah. Um we didn't do a great job of making that life seem all that attractive to our kids. I don't think I think while we were sincere and completely earnest and devoted in every way and wanting to evangelize other people to be that way my kids were seeing what was really going on at home number one were constantly being told that we don't matter yeah our happiness doesn't matter everybody else's does yeah the greater good yeah um and and weren't being um we weren't evangelizing our children. We just weren't at home. Like even in, even when I was begging to have a husband who would do family devotions or pray with the kids with me, or, you know, do those kinds of things. And I thought that's what I needed to have. We, we just weren't that family. We didn't have that. Um, but so all they got was like the shitty end of it. They were like, you know, we have to go to all of these things. We have to be the lame kids who've never seen Harry Potter. Yeah. Ever went <laughs> trick or treating. We, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and we, and our parents are telling us that we are worthless and that we're supposed to go be a blessing to, I mean, yeah. You know, so they never really had, I don't think a real personal, like, what is it? The, um, their personal relationship with Jesus. With Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think they may have said a prayer and they'd been baptized and everything. I go first. Who among us? 
Um, I think they enjoyed, especially my second born, my middle child, she enjoyed, you know, getting a lot of praise and kudos for mm-hmm. being this, this amazing, twins, yeah. um, you know, little mini version of her dad who was just making friends left and right and telling people about Jesus. But yeah, it was actually her story. Um, you know, living in Portland will change you. So Portland, <laughs> yeah. Maine, I'm assuming Portland, Maine would also have some sort of an effect, but um you know you meet people who have experiences and are living lives and and they're in your face and they're in your neighborhood and you can't just go that's not true that's not it didn't happen to you (laughs) that's not real you didn't um and our kids obviously were becoming their own people and um uh one of our children be came to us one night and it probably was the scariest thing they had ever done um but had something to tell us about themselves that they knew was going to go against the everything that we'd ever been for um or was for everything we'd ever been against I guess is probably the better way to say that and and it would just it was like yeah okay you know it yeah I was so grateful that if that was going to happen, it happened at a place and at a time where I was certainly fine and prepared for it. And even my, you know, my ex-husband, who was my husband at the time, you know, had begun to to really expand and grow and all of that. So, um, but again, I just don't think, I just, I just don't think we did a good job of ever selling the whole Christian thing for our, yeah. no matter what. So yeah. What a blessing. I know. Good job. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like, there's parallels, I think of with my husband, that when you see the, how the sausage gets made, it's like, why this, you know, like it's boring. It takes your whole <laughs> family over, you know, <laughs> like, I don't see we've had discussions but I don't think he was ever very bought in either you know very aware of the mechanics of it all you know and so just nothing bothers this guy you know and so when I'm like no you don't understand I hurt Jesus's feelings and he's like okay you know (laughs) I know amazing bless him you know I think there are probably see I'm not I'm not really there for with the live and let live and to each their own. Like I am actively yeah. a Christian. And so yeah. I, oh, interesting. I have to, rem- I think it's really problematic and has caused yeah. a lot of problems throughout history. Yeah. Um, but then I forget that there are probably just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I, imagine. I think yeah. there are, there are. Okay, good. Not okay. Guys, but not not in my house, but <laughs> yeah, 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 not over <laughs> here. <laughs> okay, uh, my my kids are really rock and roll about it, and like I don't know if I've been just talking too out loud about it, <laughs> but I'm like, you guys, we just moved to Utah, okay? So you all can't be like making fun of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah Utah boy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) go ahead okay 
well, I'm really disappointed in your reaction to everything everywhere all at once. You need to go back and give it another go. You think <laughs> maybe we'll watch it together because I've oh. never seen it. So maybe we'll live react, you and me. You know, what am I supposed to feel? Or is it just, it's absurd and just take it in? Well, I think here's the thing. One of the things that I love about it is that it's like nothing I'd ever seen before. And that's hard to accomplish. Yeah, true. That's better than cinema. Um, I felt that way about Mother. Did you guys see Mother? No, I'm Ooh. scared. You're cool. I'm scared. Yeah. But, and it's fine up until the very end. And it's just, but that movie, <laughs> I watched that movie. I love to go. I love master dates and I love to go to movies by myself and um I was watching I went and saw mother alone and it was right I was so married I think I just sort of started deconstructing I stood up and clapped at the end of that movie I was like that was my story that is my oh story. my god I gotta watch it. it I have to and everybody we'll back in the theater week. was like what did I just watch? Yeah, everyone <laughs> hated it. Whoa. People either hate it or they love it. And yeah. there's very few of us that are in that latter camp that love it. I loved it. It's wow. very symbolic of my whole, I, I mean, I know that it's supposed to be about the environment, but I was like, no, this yeah. is about what it means to be a wife in a, yeah. in a very conservative Christian family. But anyway. Wow. But anyway, wow, wow, so wow, wow, wow. it was like, it's totally like everything ever all at once movie you've never seen before things yeah. you've never seen before right yeah. you've never right and that's amazing to me amazing to me yeah okay the other thing that I love about it is the message like I really love the message that we I just I love the message I love what the mother our main character is able the awareness that she's able to come to and just the gratitude for her, her life and the recognition that things could have gone a myriad of different ways, but yeah. ultimately like what matters, what's important. And I don't know, I just, in that, but that's, and that's not an untold story or, an, or a message. Or yeah. Man, was it told in a way that I've never, ever seen before. So. Yeah. Huge <laughs> fan of the last of us. Oh my gosh. Uh, Pedro Pascal. My God. Oh my God, what a treasure. Did you find out that he was a Christian? I might reconsider my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can't do that again. You got to go get him. Go get him. It's so good. He is a gift to us all. Yes. Yes. Bless him. Yeah, so good. Okay, that's all. Best. Um, at some point, one of you must have talked about Yellowstone or success. I surely did. I was peer pressured into watching it. Listen. It's not terrible, okay? I just can't continue this way. We'll keep murdering people for no reason. You could just walk away. That's how I feel. I actually don't watch Yellowstone. I didn't. I but I heard the joke on Saturday Night Live about how it's just an it's succession outdoors. <laughs> I love <laughs> succession <laughs> so much. That's true. All the so I thought, well, I like succession and I like the outdoors. So maybe. <laughs> I can get on this horses bandwagon because everybody <laughs> apparently loves the show. So I watched the first episode and I'm like, 
you're damn right this is just succession outdoors and <laughs> not as good and i'm not gonna watch it and so <laughs> but i love succession i hate that i love succession because they are despicable despicable people yes yes and yet it's like i can't not watch right it's, it's just fantastically well done i have a feeling those people actually exist i mean i think mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> i think I, it's a documentary <laughs> i agree <laughs> My friend, Mr. Medium told me to watch Yellowstone and he said, everyone on there is terrible. And that's why you'll like it. And that's how I felt about Mad Men. The first time I watched it, I was like, I can't watch it because nobody's likable. Then the second go, I was like, oh, that's the point. Nobody's likable. So yeah, yeah. It was all right. I don't know. Isn't it funny too, now that we know more about John Hamm? He's the most likable person in the world. And he played such an asshole so well. Anyway, so Dennis was the seafood Cynthia, but I was the spicy. I was the the mom, the not Mumbai, that's Bombay. Oh, the, something like that. Something like that, right? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Oh my gosh. That I you were talking about that, and I just was like, I will never have that again. And like, and I, none of us will. They moved. Yeah, good for yeah. them. Good for them. Um, and my favorite childhood movie was Never Ending Story. Um, which have if you have not introduced your children to, I, I know haven't seen it. So much older. I, have you not seen it? Uh-uh. I watched it in Alaska, I think, and I was like, why have I not watched this as a child? yeah it's like that's the one that's like sword in the stone but weirder right yes yeah it's live action and it's oh i'm thinking of something else it's like watch it yeah it's so very 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 good it's so good it's so good um and i'm really bad about saying things like that and then it's impossible for it to be good enough (laughs) 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 i think you introduced us to mary poppins yeah 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 that's good that's that that lived up yeah (laughs) well we so we have a second run like movie theater in our neighborhood that and that every summer they play all the different old like different things they do like a scary movie one during halloween and they always have never ending story during the summer and millie always wants to walk up and see it and my kids loved it it's so good it's good cute good so I don't know, we could talk about mushrooms, we could talk about... Well, I was recommended mushrooms for migraine, so it, it's just a matter of time. Joe says, be careful, because it unlocks a part of your brain that you can't relock. What but, does that mean? I don't know. He's like, you just see people differently forever. Like in a good way or in a bad way? He's like, his discernment is a lot better. Like he can see when people... Why wouldn't you want that? That's what I said. I don't know. Why be careful? I don't know. He doesn't <laughs> want me to have superpowers, whatever. Rude. And I'm telling you. <laughs> um, I would agree that I am a different person and always will be um, since having, since the first time I did mushrooms. Um, and it was everything everybody told me it would be. Like I had a lot of people say, well, this will happen. And, do, you know, like everything, every way everybody coached me panned out. Yeah. Um, I think I, I, um, I read this book waking up and I also do the waking up app for meditation. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but recommend it, put it on the, put a picture of it. It's good. 
it's, it's 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 something also life-changing but his in his book you know he does he talked a, a little bit he was said be careful with this kind of stuff and he believes that meditation if we learn how to do it can get us to that same place and i'm sure that i believe that that's probably true i feel yeah. like i am i am a much i have i can access what i need to access when i'm meditating now more easily because i've done so um but the first time i did it i also am you know i was raised to be terrified of yes drugs and especially anything where i could have a bad trip and like jump out of a window or something right right and so i had a friend who gifted me this this jar of mushrooms of psilocybin mushrooms and I literally meditated with them in front of me for a good month or longer, just to like, we're going to get to know each other. Oh, I love our energy. Like, we're going to set all these positive intentions together. Like, we're gonna- oh my God. <laughs> so I was, no, it, because I'm a fucking control freak. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. I will be the master of my own experience, even on mushrooms. Like, I will. <laughs> but, um, I prepare. Yeah. <laughs> I've done everything. Um, but I, and I wasn't alone. I was with my good friend, um, who was actually part of our, our church at one point. Um, anyway, uh, she was also, she's who gave me my mushrooms. Um, and I ended up taking, she was like, be careful, you know, start out with a little bit. And as soon as I started seeing some of the visual things, I was like, no, I'm just going to go ahead and eat them all. Oh my God. <laughs> so I definitely took, I mean, I don't even know, like a, a hero's do- more than a hero, like more than I should have. Um, I mean, but I was also, I had a very good experience. Like I, yeah, I had some, un, some weird experiences. Like, you know, everyone told me, um, uh, if you get to a place where you're having a bad time, or you don't like what's happening remind yourself that this won't last forever you will be okay yes yeah and so there was um a couple of moments like that where one time I was so cold and I was certain that I had wet myself um but I didn't um but I was so cold and but just being able to recall that that advice I was able to say you will be warm again this is going to pass you won't you know you won't be here forever and I had an experience of um convergence is that what they call it or whatever where I so like I said everybody told me if you get to a place and it's not good right it'll remind yourself this will end it's not going to last forever so there was this other point later where I did have to pee and we were outdoors or in this park and don't go where there's a bunch of kids around. Cause I was certain, I was like, Oh, don't let your kids see me. Like, yeah. But <laughs> I turned into a monster, but, um, <laughs> but I had to use the restroom. And so I'm walking toward the public restroom and there's an older woman who's walking away from the restroom and she stops me. She's like, she's like, Oh, I, I want to tell you something. And I was like, <gasps> I, I'm I'm ready to receive. Like, what do you want to tell me? And she said, "When you flush the toilet, it's gonna seem like it will never stop flushing." 
oh my god will eventually stop flushing now i had a witness to that conversation that actually happened she literally said that to me <laughs> and oh she my was, god it was a very long flush and i thought do i need to jiggle the handle or whatever but no i didn't <laughs> i was like that's that is the universe Whoa. like that <laughs> <laughs> amazing i love that um but just seeing things and having an awareness of connection and also like um eternity is the wrong word it's just I don't know it it's 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 the thing I'm always trying to remind myself of and the thing I'm always trying to get to get back to um because I spend so much time in my own fucking head. Mm -hmm. um, but just that, that I'm held mm -hmm. and I'm also um, like, there's not really a boundary. There's not a barrier. Like it's, yeah, I just yeah. am, I am, I am part of all of this and whatever's going on right now is just a sort of the way everything is coming together. And I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> let's do it right now <laughs> <laughs> but you felt that like what sam said of like love and like warm fuzzies and stuff and the like yeah yeah well like literal warm so part of the experience for me too is because it comes in waves the, yeah. the the physical experience now i also will microdose a lot and i don't feel anything like it that's yeah. sort of the point but like um uh, there's a literal warmth <laughs> that yeah. starts. I mean, it, I always, I call it the Kundalini because I, but it's because they're of, you know, like my yoga practice or whatever, but because, and the other reason I call it that is because every tree I saw or pole I saw did literally look like a snake. And what's so interesting is that oh. if someone had told me that you're going to see snakes, I would have been like, no, thank you. Yeah. But, but it was not alarming. It was lovely. It was, it was, it was lovely. So I literally feel a warmth in my, and I get a little nauseated. If, if you have cacao, like drink some hot chocolate, like yeah. hot cacao, that helps with a ton of stuff, but um, gets a little bit nauseating. And then there's this warmth, but I know that that just means I am about to either see something beautiful and inspiring or I'm about to feel like the just the muscle relaxation that happens it's like a full body like it feels like a heaviness but it's just because it's like everything is just sort of giving up <laughs> like, um, and then that connection with other people like there is nothing I've ever done that makes me feel the love that I already have it's not that I don't just start feeling lovey I am so aware of the love and the enjoyment of the of the person that I'm with 
and the just the full-on laughter like my you know your face kind of always wants to be either laughing or yawning and it's wow. it is it and I do think I think that there is cause for for being considerate intentional careful all those things but um I also think everybody should be on mushrooms. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. Yeah. But you had people with you. That's my concern. I don't like yeah. anytime I've gotten high on any, you know, because I'm a grandma and I'm in South, you know, we can't play like that. Anytime I've had a, a THC or a Delta, whoever, I don't like that. I get mad if I'm not in control I think everyone's gonna laugh at me I'm like this is taking too long I don't like this feeling you know mm-hmm. so I don't know <laughs> I think I'd have to have my conditions all right be in isolation or with one person yeah another gonna be high you know what I mean like I'm scared to be like drunk in public you know what I mean I'm yep. scared <laughs> of everything no I, I, I agree I don't like I don't um, do recreational mushrooms. Like I don't, well, I like I, I'll microdose, but like any time I've ever done it, it's been because that's what I'm going to do. And I am with this person yeah, or these people, we have decided to go to this place and be here for this much time. Oh, you do have to set yeah. aside about five to seven hours to, to like, you know, yeah. Um, um, and being outside is a big deal. Most people would, I think, agree that, you know, being out in nature. Um, oh my is, God, come to my mm, desert. Yeah, for sure. For real. That it would be so awesome. <laughs> it would be so awesome. I will. Yeah. But I, I feel the same way. Like, I hate, I don't like being high. I'll smoke, but it's not my thing. Like, I, first of all, I'm so paranoid about how I sound, what I'm saying, yeah. are my words yeah. coming out at the right speed? That's always for me. I'm like, how yeah. slow am I talking? Right. right. <laughs> and do the words I'm saying fit together to make a sentence? Like, I, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Mommy bestie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. All of my best friends are like, that's what they're all about. And I'm just like... <laughs> I mean, I'll go to sleep. Sure. (laughs) I do before bed. And like, what's Joe going to care? I do appreciate that for for that reason. Um, I wanted to talk about um, my senior trip. Do you remember my senior trip? Your senior trip? You and me. Yes. (laughs) I didn't know about this. I feel like oh I don't, or I didn't remember this until like, <laughs> recently. Oh my God. I'm so embarrassed. If any, if I have anything to apologize for, it's that lame ass trip to that <laughs> Oh my God. Come to Portland and we will redo your senior trip. <laughs> 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 we'll redo your senior trip and we'll do it. We'll do it right. Yeah. Proper trip. oh my god but I will say for the pod um I feel Amanda and I have always had spiritual connection we've always been about it you know and I kind of feel like 
Dennis and Katie, that was her yeah. mentor and that you were my mentor and we just split down the middle, you know? Yeah, and no. so for my senior quest, my big day out, you know, we went to Catholic church question mark and yeah. we were going to do the stations of the cross question mark. Yeah. And then we just had a, some silent prayer. <laughs> well, this is, so it was a monastery. Okay. In Olympia, right? Yes. Yes. And so this is, this, first of all, it's very unlikely to not have like over planned, like have been over, overly, I don't know, planned. Contingencies. And, yeah. Yeah. But we got there and it was like some, not the, not the stations of the cross. We were able to do that, but it was cold and rainy yeah. and they I don't know. It just was not as I had envisioned it being for you. And and also because we were women, we couldn't stay. Like we couldn't, um, we couldn't stay. Like I thought we were going to be able to come be guests. Yeah. Treated like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember you saying, you were like, we're going to have bland beans for dinner. It's going to be awesome. You know? Yes. They wouldn't as, even as stark us. as we can make it. We're going to be so bleak and stark and like flagellating. Yes. That was that. my shit. <laughs> That would have been a dream for you, actually. I know. Like we're laughing. I know. But you would have been so hyped. I know. Oh my god, we both would have felt like we yeah. Yeah. Fine. Um, yeah. But the I think the best thing we got was that we got to be present for one of their services. And then we just spent the day in silent prayer and meditation yes. by ourselves, like apart from each other. And I'm like, how long can I do that? I should have just taken it to a in the bar <laughs> I don't know like, I just, but I just thought that was so very us yeah we're just sitting in a church crying together you know but not together but not yeah but I think then we had an IHOP and we had a pancake and we went to the movies so what we were wild we, what did we see the um, the holiday with Cameron Diaz and you're the first person I saw the holiday with. Oh, yeah, of course, on my senior trip. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a blessing. I love oh. that. I love that for, for me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that blows my mind. That blows my mind. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Precious. <laughs> you're right though if that had turned out to be what I thought it was going to be that what that would have been its own story I'm sure <laughs> we would have seen visions because yeah. we'd been fasting yes. <laughs> <laughs> on a rock on a stone yes put me in a cave <laughs> we love to fast <laughs> for mexico we fasted uh yeah did we yeah for real yeah i don't remember at least one time i've never known myself to fast yeah the only time Uh, (laughs) only for the lord and only once (laughs) i do remember on one of those trips right before one of those like literally the night before one of those trips to mexico trying to teach y'all how to use a tampon yes yes remember 
because I wasn't prepared because I thought my period would come, but I prayed a lot. And I was like, I'm not going to pack because I'm going to pray and put my faith, you know? I also, I don't have a tampon. I feel we tried to get on birth control to avoid periods, but maybe we were. I don't think I did. Yeah, Yeah, probably we were offered and we were like, no, I don't want to be like, maybe our weird religious doctor was like, no, (laughs) because when I did get my birth control, I was like, I'm open for business. I remember that. That wouldn't have been my Christian time. True. Maybe just I got birth control. Maybe Maybe. I didn't. That's funny. I just did my own. I'm open for business post on social media. (laughs) That's what I wanted to say too, is that you're so brave and like tips and tricks for people (laughs) trying to be out here being brave and healing and getting it. (laughs) I appreciate that. I'm not though. Like I, I still am not completely out with lots of my family members and have to pretend to be a pretend to be a, a different kind of believer than I am. <laughs> my uh, therapist, I was telling her, it's like, well, my mom is getting ready to come for, you know, my youngest graduation and I'm going to have to pretend to be a Christian again. And she's like, what does your sponsor have to say about that? <laughs> like, well, we have not talked about that. I don't think we will. <laughs> <laughs> for later. <laughs> the thing is that and this comes back to one of the things on my notes that you know one of the things you guys talked about in one of your first or one of your first couple episodes was and I and I understand too the question because like I said like the perspective that I have now is so clear that it I understand wondering what the fuck was wrong with all these adults who were doing these things to us but um I know that if I were to tell I I just know that that belief is so well again it's just sincere and so owned that if I were to tell my certain family members that I did not believe in Jesus that I was not a Christian um they would not ever leave their knees like they would be so devastated for the eternal for the, my souls each, you know, like, like that I would burn in a literal hell for all of eternity. And again, like my, I joke, my sponsor and I have actually talked about this. I mean, I know that's not my problem. I know. Yeah. (laughs) But why would I do that to somebody? Like, why would I, why? And I know what it is to have that actual belief that if this person doesn't believe the right things, they will suffer eternally. Like, and and the fact that we teach our children this obviously is just yeah. a form of abuse. But um, I don't know how. I'm not that brave yet. I have my very very blonde good friend is always telling me, "You need to be writing more. You you know people yeah. are people. This is hitting a nerve, and you need yeah. to." Write. Like, yeah. I can't. I I can to a certain degree, but at some point I'm gonna have to like come up with a pseudonym and yes, know, like I just there are things I don't I won't say until certain people are dead. Like I just yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Not because I'm a, ashamed or because I don't think it's right. I just I just don't want them to worry. 
yeah, for wow. their thing. And there's just no way to convince them. I can't explain it. I can't yeah. tell them why. Yeah, like I'm damned, but it's chill. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I like no, I have taken the mushrooms. I've seen heaven. I it's all it's okay. I've seen yeah. the sneak. He's friendly. Yeah, <laughs> he like him. He's on our side. <laughs> <laughs> My twist. He's the good guy. Let him in. Let yeah. him in. <laughs> I feel like right feminism in Christianity. I feel like that's kind of where a lot of I think the three Z's of us kind of tripped a few times and like how much bullshit is the Adam and Eve you yeah. know and how much bullshit is what are some of the other ones they're all bad oh, when we're oh, involved oh, oh, <laughs> the work. I and I was the worst I was not a feminist when you guys knew me both my ex-husband and your father-in-law would be like you can lead a co-ed Bible study. And I'd be like, nope, I can't. I cannot be, I cannot be in a teaching position over a man. Like I will not, you know. Yeah. I was the one who was, I was the worst. I was, I was the worst. Um, talk about complementarianism. Like I was the one who was like, no, you know, you are the head of the home. And, you know, now, uh, I recognize now that that was manipulative. Like that's so easy to say, okay, all of this falls on your shoulders. Yeah. You mess yeah. up. It's your fault. And yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just saved by my blood. Um, <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, I don't know. It's hard for me to even think of myself as that, uh, that I'm, I don't feel like that same person. Sometimes I just think, we are really living in a different universe. And I just woke up one day in a different simulation yeah. or something like yeah. <laughs> Truly. So different. Like I'm it's so different to just y'all, I'm wearing crop tops these days. <laughs> I'm like, I got cleavage out here. <laughs> like some building block. You're a total block. <laughs> like down to your eyes, besties. <laughs> Bounce your thoughts. <laughs> bounce your thoughts <laughs> <laughs> this is why I think Christianity is so problematic we are teaching boys but uh, young people that they don't have any self-control they can't expect yeah. themselves to yeah. be to have any self-control when I finally got a job five years ago um and I met people who work like touch people's bodies for a living who and don't get an erection <laughs> whoa oh my like, god maybe there is no god like i was like, <laughs> these people seem to be able to manage their vessel fine <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god or hey let's not bounce our eyes let's fucking watch some porn and you're and you don't then have to go have an affair <laughs> like you truly does not mean that you are cheating on your partner <laughs> right <laughs> because you see a naked body and enjoy a naked body and like the urgency with which we're marrying people off you know yeah. like yeah i'm real lucky because this guy that i got like we started deconstructing at the same time 
which is like crazy lucky. But this guy that you got right now? This guy that I got. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like we started asking each other like very nervously questions at the same time. Like what if I like thought this crazy thought about, you know, God being kind of terrible. (laughs) I didn't know Joe was on a walk with... (laughs) with the lord yeah he was constructed i uh, yeah i didn't see we were going to bible study at that church i'm very lucky but we did get married very quickly because we had a baby we were going to this church and like people were like you gotta just like take care of that okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not great doesn't look great (laughs) so like i didn't even get to wear a pretty dress like i could have you know probably but I was like, okay, for the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. can't be out here with this baby. Yeah. I think that's so, I love that you guys were able to do that to see that. I'm assuming that leading up to that, you'd had other hard conversations. Yeah. <laughs> other things. So you'd and heard- like premarital <laughs> sex. And-, <laughs> and then leading up to um, the deconstructing, the, the, the conversations like that, like that's the thing, like being, I hear tell that there are relationships where people you know like have hard conversations and yeah about their concerns and their you know whatever yeah that's yeah it was very lucky and I was so scared because we were truly like we had I worked at the seafood shack and we would like go to bible studies there and then we would go to bible studies and I was still like singing on the worship team or whatever and then I was like it's just, it's not like I'm having big question marks about, yeah, you know, like the, the propaganda of it all. Like we're, we're having a baby and then we're going to teach the baby, like all these stories, these very scary stories of like sacrificing your child on an altar for God, you know? And like, I don't know, like just thinking about how quick God is to anger and to like flooding his children out and you know yeah and joe's like what happens if our children are queer you know and it's just we started like (laughs) really digging in deep on the kids stuff and Mm -hmm. and just stopped going and that helped us to get distance understand yikes 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 you know like all the things Mm-hmm. but lucky no that's not I mean you had done the hard work to get to be able to get to that place and yeah have those conversations that's good that's amazing I'll say this to to the credit of my ex-husband he did he knew I was listening to this podcast and had all these questions and he came home with um Rachel Held Evans searching for Sunday Do you guys know that book at all and I think he genuinely thought that I could get to the place where he was, you know, where there was no, like the, he could, I don't know, maybe it's just about compartmentalizing things or I don't really know. It's just hard for me not to see, like you said, the the propaganda implies that there is a big, there's a a plan, right? That there's this, there was an original mastermind (laughs) and the thing as women, like not only as women, but women are, you know, we are one of the types of people who have been controlled and um, 
harmed by the hand of the church forever. And I don't know, maybe he would say that when I'm talking about the universe and he's talking about Jesus, it's the same thing, but I, I just have a hard time. Yeah. And I think it's hard for people to, who like are more feeling driven and like emotional, you know, because for me for a long time, I was like, okay, but like, I remember crying on top of a landfill in Mexico and that feeling I had, you know, and that felt very real. And yeah, for sure. And then when you leave, you very suddenly and abruptly lose your community and your people who made you feel warm and fuzzy and like built you up and said, yes, you're doing exactly what you were born to do, you know? Yeah. And so it's hard to like cold Turkey leave the, all of those feelings. Yeah, for sure. And feel like it's the right course, you know? Right. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It's hard to find people who are on that same path because you do want to be a little quiet about it at first. Right. Yeah, no, nothing does third place like the church does. I mean, there is no other place where people get together and are being vulnerable in one way or another, you know, um, and have a, a shared goal and are probably talking about their problems, even if they're not being a hundred percent honest, they're still talking about problems and asking for support. And, um, and there's just nothing like, as far as community, there's nothing that does community, like, you know, like the church. Um, and then there is that, like you said, that psycho social emotional aspect of corporate worship where there is, there is literally a chemical, like there is a thing taking place and, you know, that just to get that at least once a week, if not more frequently, like yeah. there is no other drug like that, man. Like there just isn't, I mean, I think people have those experiences, but I don't know that they're having them regularly with yeah. the same people for yeah. your entire life. You know, like just, I think that when I, that our church experience was very different here because we, it was very small um, music was still an aspect, but we weren't having those times, you know, like I'd, we'd had in the past. And so I'd already, that was already something that was, I'd kind of given up. And, um, I even for a long time, like I had this playlist on, I'm, I have hundreds of playlists, Spotify playlists, but one of them is I call even still, and it's the worship songs. And it, it has since, I mean, I keep kind of not going away at it but it's like even still there are some that yeah. I can get can get me to that place of and then to remember having that shared experience with dozens or hundreds of other people yeah yeah that's powerful and I don't know I don't know what I have in my life that is that's the thing this is where I feel like my codependency I I feel like I can have that in relationships with people, certainly in a romantic interest. I can yeah. make, I can search to have not the same experience, but the same feelings from either praising and worshiping somebody or receiving that praise and worship from somebody. And also 
the relationship of because because part of that was that I was asking to have that relationship with this God who hated me so much that he had to murder his only son to even be able to stand to look at me right yeah so I have a tendency to seek out unavailable people for unavailable one way or another um in order to have that I don't know that just that awful toxic cycle of you know you are unavailable I'm going to I'm going to make you, you know, I'm going to be this thing. I'm going to be perfect for you. And you're going to make yourself more available for me. And you do for a little while. And then, you know, like just awful, awful cycle. But that's kind of the closest thing that I've had to church. <laughs> the church. Um, and when I started recognizing that, that that's what I was experiencing and it wasn't the fullness of life that I have in a simple conversation with someone that, you know, I trust and love, or even my experience on mushrooms, or even my experience in meditation, or God, even like orgasming, like, like that, those are real fillings. Mm. Yeah. That is the Holy Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Just a toxic cycle. That's so true. And like, I still have no idea how to self-care you know like people are like take it easy like do something good for yourself and like I don't know I can't journal now like I used to of course in my back in my day can't do it now um I'm sure I could if I like took a week off of work and like you know (laughs) but um I like I don't know I don't know how to relax ever you know wonder why but <laughs> weird <laughs> I don't I can't relate I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting I've never thought about that like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying uh, <laughs> I think I think too for my, in my own experience the my our culture all although it's not certainly not a christian culture um anytime i've ever been outside of the church my christian whatever values and my um need to produce has always been appreciated and taken advantage of and so i don't know how i if I ever like my big journey in life, I will be to eventually truly believe that, or even just understand how I just because I'm here and alive, am somehow worthwhile. Yes, right. Like, that does not compute that doesn't check out. I mean, why? Why? (laughs) Why is that true? I but but I can anticipate every need you know that you're going to have before you before you have it I can uh, produce my ass off like I can make sure that need to feel and to be productive and to be recognized as being productive hats on the head yeah that was the best I ever wanted to feel needed to feel thought I could ever feel and then when I took steps away from making choices that were pleasing to other people, I literally, I mean, I can remember the first time I was in my apartment and I had spent the evening, I worked all day, spent the evening unpacking 
and I was sitting in the bathtub and I probably had a glass of wine and I just remember feeling happiness and I was like oh my god I'm I think this is happy <laughs> like I feel so happy and it wasn't even so happy it was just that I recognized it like it was this contentment I was I was happy wow. and everything I had done I had been being productive for sure I had been working hard I had produced but it was a doing all the things for me to put my home together to make my own damn money to like to like all of everything I had done that day was for me yeah and that was the beginning I think of my recognizing that self-care means that what I'm doing I'm doing for myself yeah that doesn't mean that I can't I have to not do for a whole day that shit is never gonna make me feel good <laughs> but wild do you ever wonder like are we the way that we are because like like I mean how much is nature how much is nurture did the like would we have been so much better more well adjusted had all these other things not happened to us or was this just what was gonna we were gonna be no matter what like <laughs> I don't know I don't know plus I mean trauma of other things something was gonna get me you know yes. <laughs> that's the thing like that's just it like, life is hard man yeah one way or the other I don't know but you're welcome yeah Yeah, I'm not mad at it it's okay my kids could use a little more trauma honestly like (laughs) they're a little squishy (laughs) no I am so excited for the future like the kids the kids are all right, man. Like, yeah. they, they're gonna, they're, they're, they, I mean, what they can salvage, they're gonna salvage and it's gonna be okay. Truly. Yeah. They just are exactly who they are. And like, they will tell anyone, like, they'll tell the lunch lady, yeah. you know, their orientation, like, who they got a crush on, like, yeah. afraid of anything. That's right. Like, like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing it's it's incredible to me they take up space they yes. make noise they I love it you guys have children that are quite old Dude. not old as old as I my mom. like you have I have a teen I have almost teen I have a tween yeah you got two tweens two tweens <laughs> have you enjoyed being moms that's what oh my god so much so that it's ruined my whole life like yeah. <laughs> like I'm trying to like be a person now and like have school and interests and stuff and I'm like no but I have to pick them up not for their benefit but for my own because yeah. yeah. I don't know <laughs> yeah right <laughs> they're fine but I'm a wreck yeah <laughs> oh, <hello. laughs> yeah it's been the best like minor, like I've not been able to be as hands-on, you know, because of work, but I do enjoy working. Obviously, like I got that from our mom, but like, I think these kids are fine. Like they're like so unbothered by everything, yeah. unfazed and cool. And 
I don't know. They're just the coolest. Yeah. They're nerds like me, you know. I mean, I don't reg- I don't have any regret and I'm really I'm deeply grateful for the relationship, the friendship that I have with my kids. Like we are yeah. so close and I love it. I do wish they had seen their mom work. I do. I mean, they saw me, but I was a volunteer all the time, but I was like, you worked. <laughs> right. I did, but I didn't, I had no, I wasn't independent and autonomous. I mean, I was in ways, but yeah. I, you know, coming out of my marriage with no money, no credit because the Lord yeah. credit, um, no savings, like not, and it just made me realize, obviously, uh, how I would encourage young women to do things differently, no matter what. Um, but also just that that's not a reflection of who I am. That that's not, you yeah. know, like I, that's not who I was before I got married and had children. And then since then, it's not who I am. I am, I am, I am. And <laughs> were you pissed off about that because like you like I said you've been working your ass off you know and like I don't know I'd be so pissed off <laughs> like yeah like yeah I, well you know. no I mean everything's a choice right like so I mean I can get down on myself for having not pursued all the dreams that I had you know but I I just traded dreams you know um I stand by the fact that once we got, once my ex-husband and I got turned on to, especially all things Mark Driscoll and Mars Hill, uh, we were both, the both of us very much inclined to have mama stay at home. And thankfully we didn't, he would now say that that was all my choice and that he didn't, you know, yeah, to give anything up and blah, blah, blah. But um, I still recognize all of that as my choice and and I was afraid to like there were times I could have gotten a job but I was really afraid of failing and really afraid of of trying new things and so I love that I was at home with my kids love it I love all of the volunteer work that I did a lot of my motivation was fear and just I know that these little humans love me and need me and will make me feel loved and needed and I can put this home together and you know create these systems um I can make myself you know important to this community I can do all of these things but surely none of that would be as hard as just going out and getting a job where you're paid <laughs> like that, no way that would be too much too big too hard um but I just I don't know I was I, I let fear you know that's what I've been saying to my friends from group like me I'm starting school and I've only worked for a few years now outside the home you know trying to put myself together as a grown-up and like to me it's very brave to me this is a lot of growth that I can go to school right now because it was for so many years like I know I'm smart in these four walls you know Right. And it's like, yeah, it's like too scary to go out there and like, I don't know how to do anything, you know? So now to like risk looking dumb so that I can like become something, you know, 
like I wouldn't have been able to do this had I not had all these years of recovery you know like Mm -hmm. it's a tribute to my group you know Mm -hmm. that I'm doing this I guess thing that everybody does is go to get educated but it's a big deal for me you know and I wouldn't have been able to do it five years ago so I love it that's so awesome that is Mm -hmm. it is so brave and and it is hard won all that hard work that you did like yeah it's amazing good job this is so fun and I appreciate you coming on and I love y'all so much I am so grateful that just so grateful and I just love singing and talking to you guys I love it Thank you guys so Thank much you. for the, your grace and continued love. And I appreciate it. Thank you.